Hello and welcome to Two Guys, One Sidewalk. I'm Shane. And I'm Keith. Episode, I have no clue. 33. 33. Episode, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul-Jabbar. Or Larry Bird. You can't, can't go wrong with either one. No, no, definitely not. You definitely can't go wrong with either one. And I, we've talked about that before. As a kid, I was I didn't appreciate how good Larry Bird was at the time. You know? I was an Abdul-Jabbar fan. Tony Dorsett. Yeah. 33 as... It's pretty good people. Pretty good. Saints got anybody number 33? I, I, I quit keeping up with the Saints. I don't know. I can't remember what they you know, had. We, we are recording the show on a Sunday, and we already know the Saints lost. Yes, today. they lost again today. Them but, boys, though. Them boys won. Yeah, I think them them girls, they they beat a, a bad, bad Giants team. And so uh, I tell you, so... You know, we haven't had a show in two weeks. Yes. I think uh, two weeks ago we reran the Mike Johnson episode because it was coming right off of him being named Speaker of the House. Right. And then this past week we, we didn't have a show because I was in Las Vegas watching Michaela Williams and the LSU Lady Tigers basketball team. And my internet was hit and miss in the in the hotel we were staying in. So, um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a while. We've it's been a while. Probably a lot happen and, and go on, but... Uh, what, what's been happening with you the last two weeks, man? What you been um, up to? Man, nothing. Well, you know, missing Shane because I hadn't, hadn't seen him in the last couple of weeks. He's kind of, he's ghosting me. You know, I send him texts. He doesn't text back. He, he just kind of just leaves me out there. Like, like he, Shane says, like going through a divorce and he, he's, he's cut me off. So, um, but no, seriously, I, we really haven't talked that much in the yeah, last we couple of weeks. We've both been kind of busy. And, um, so, but not much has gone on with me as far as anything other than, Went to watch the Bulldogs play yesterday, and once again, they're terrible. You know, the coach this week really, to me, lit a poked a a, a beehive, so to so to speak. He he had the there's a website called Bleed Tech Blue, which a lot of the followers is a paid subscription that you get inside information about sp- sports at Louisiana Tech. And it's run by a Shreveport guy, or a guy who was from Shreveport at one time. He's a graduate of Louisiana Tech. And he got called out on the football field during one of the practices. And the coach called him over there and got the team around him. And he said, hey, tell these guys what you what you do. So he started talking about, hey, I cover tech sports and I cover recruiting and things like that. And he, he really does a good job of bringing sports – information to the people because there's no there's no local media who covers right. tech anymore you know as far as local media there's not a whole lot of local media that cover any kind of college sport per se in with at least in depth so he was telling him what he does and about that time the coach said look at my football players in the eyes when you're talking to them and the whole tone i think changed and he basically started belittling this journalist in front of his football team and took away his credentials and said, you're not allowed at practice anymore and, wow. you know, things like that. And I just really thought that was a piss-poor way of handling something. That's not professional. If you had a problem with the journalist, you'd need to talk to him one-on-one, first of all. Second of all, the stuff that I've ever read on Bleed Tech Blue, he's never bad-mouthed the players. Sometimes, to me, he's a little – over optimistic sometimes right you know and 
I just felt like that that was a, a poor job on the coach, and I have been trying to give the coach, um, uh, I don't know, a little bit time to get things going, but that kind of burned it with me. I, I, I'm done with him. I, I really hope they they move on from him. He's not, he hasn't been a good coach, and I, I just I'm disappointed in that how that came about, you right? Because. You you need to be above that as a as a coach. If if first of all, if somebody's internet show is getting under your skin, or you need to stop watching it. Yeah, or you need to quit coaching because you have know, thick skin in, in, yeah. in that line of business. So I, I I was real disappointed in that and really looking hoping that they need to move on from it. The problem is that he's got a a buyout and Tech doesn't have the a ton of money to to buy somebody out because we're still paying where they let. Um, skip go so but you know speaking of buyouts i don't have know if you happen to see what happened this weekend 76 million you know texas I, a&m says we're not wow. we're tired of losing we'll, we'll write a 76 million dollars i'll get fired for that any day they give he's owed 20 million in the next 60 days and 7.3 million for the next till 2031 every year till 2031 yeah i would take that Firing every day of the week. Well, it's kind of like when Coach O. I mean, Kilcho's wasn't that much, obviously. Right, but yeah. uh, my wife said, "Well, wonder if he's just going to, uh, you know, do nothing for a while." Uh, so it was yeah. seventy seventy six million dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. Why would you want to go back to coach college kids when you got seventy six million dollars sitting there? Because that's the headache of having to. You're a father of a hundred kids, basically. And then you have to cater to the recruits, and it's got to be a hard life. But for $76 million, bye. Yeah, see ya. Yeah. So if you want to fire me from this show for $76 million, I'll, I'll take it like a man and let you fire me for $76 million. As a matter of fact, I'll split some of it with Not you. Not buying you, you out, man. <laughs> Stuck like Chuck. Well, you know, I tell you, uh, obviously the last two weeks, you know, we, we didn't have the show, and – you know, in real in the real estate business during the summer, we don't get to take a lot of vacations. That's right. our busiest time of the year. So, uh, my wife and I we went to the mountains up in the Ozarks uh, the first week that we missed the show, and then this past week we uh, flew out to Vegas to to watch Michaela Williams, Twelve Island, represent uh, Parkway graduate. We went out to watch LSU uh, play against Colorado in Vegas, and that might have been the worst sports weekend ever for me so yeah. friday that friday night benton beat parkway that saturday lsu got beat to alabama by alabama football that sunday my cowboys lost to the eagles then that monday we were in vegas and and super excited to go to see michaela's first game which michaela played great yes. she had 17 points in that first game and uh had a great trip we had a great time some some R and R with my wife after you know a busy summer of real estate and politics and everything else. So I had a great time, but uh, uh, it was a rough week of sports uh, that week. But LSU came back this week uh, in LSU football. Uh, actually, before the football game, I guess Wednesday or Thursday, my days are running together. Went down and hit the. So we we watched Michaela in her first college game in Vegas. Then I wanted to be there for her first home game. Right. Uh, LSU won that one by 55, 57 plus points. It was, it was a good game, uh, for them to kind of get back on their feet. And that was the game where the team got their rings, correct? Yes. It was very cool to watch. They, they lowered the banner in the, uh, the PMAC 
Uh, so that was cool to be there for that. And they even, I think the first 5,000 people that got a their small version of the banner. Really? Uh, and so I plan on hanging on to that, maybe seeing if I can get somebody to sign that that played on the championship uh, game. So that's pretty cool. And uh, came back home Friday, kind of just uh, did a little real estate work and watched the Tigers win last night, Cowboys win. So we're back, we're back on the winning ways. Uh, LSU women's basketball team. You might team. be back on the winning ways. I'm not on the winning ways. I don't know when the last time I got a win was. You know, maybe well, back the, on the October girls' 14th. basketball team at Tech is two and zero. They are two and zero. That's correct. Uh, and I've missed both games this week. And then they've got, I think, ULM coming up on Wednesday. And uh, Olivia had asked me if I could come to that, but I've got a pretty busy day, so I'm not going to make that. But we're going to have to make a game soon. Yeah, I'll, um, I will probably be there for Wednesday night. As a matter of fact, I'm going tomorrow night to watch the boys play. But, yeah, um, it's been kind of a strange – speaking of winning, I heard right before we came on the show that uh, Bozier's very own, um, the younger Stanfield, won the, his, NAS, I mean, nice. his drag racing – race today that's pretty, pretty i think impressive. For his, his first win of the year very i think impressive. it's the last race of the year and he, he won for the first time this year so very good and the lsu tiger girls basketball team michaela put up 20 today did she she was hitting threes from all over the court not too often will i turn off i was watching the Bengals and burrow and chase and i turned that off to watch michaela and, and her lsu teammates play and they uh were playing against uh Mississippi Valley State, and when I turned it on, I heard the name, uh, last name, uh, McKnight, and Shadiman McKnight was playing point guard for the other team. I did not know that. Two Parkway High School graduates on on the court at the same time. uh, McKnight was playing well. I think she had seven of the first nine points for her team. She got in a little foul trouble. She fouled out, and, and and Michaela ended up fouling out as well. But Michaela played a great game. Uh, so you'll probably hear a little bit about uh, LSU basketball, maybe some tech basketball over the next few episodes as as we follow our local uh, Sobo folks around uh, to see how they're doing. And, and you'll be really excited when you see our really cool story segment of the yeah. show. Uh, we've really got an exciting guest that's going to come on and, and talk to us about some things going on here in Bozier Parish and, and some things that she's leading the charge with so really excited to have our special guest and uh yeah that that yeah that's something that i would did not have a lot of knowledge on you know so i'm it's a good thing people come on and listen to what this guest has to say and so i guess michaela if she scored 20 tonight so she's probably averaging close to 15 a game because well, she scored the second game she had nine i think yeah so what seven 17 seven and 20, 20 or, so like 46 in uh, three games. So she's having to write about 15 a game, she, which is as, pretty good. As a freshman right out the gate, she you can tell she belongs. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to uh, continuing to watch her and that team this year. Uh, they've, You know, the first game, and in, in, I made the mistake, I don't know if it's a mistake or a cool thing, of sitting at front row seats. Some of y'all might have even seen me on TV. I got some screenshots from people said, we see you on TV. And that's – I'll tell you, well, you, you have front row seats at the, the Tech game, right? Right. 
um, when you're on TV, you know, you have to kind of sit there and make sure you don't pick your nose. I know. Sure it's kind of tough to sit on the front row because you know the it's camera's on you. Yeah. A lot of pressure right there. Yeah. You know, you got to make sure you don't sit back so your belly's not hanging out. You got to kind of lean up and hold it in lean the up time. in your seat. So, uh, I, I, uh, I don't have that problem. My LSU first year season ticket, I think I'm three rows from the top, uh, at the PMAC, but, uh, still great seats. Uh, but when we were in Vegas, I was front row right behind the, the LSU bench, right behind the scores table. And it was really cool listening to coach the coaches and the players interacting. Now, there was right. a little bit of it that I was like, man, I can't believe that player was talking to the coach like that. But overall, it was really interesting to to sit that close and hear the coaching and everything that was going on during the game because that was a rough game. Uh, that Colorado team was fired up and and had something to prove, and I think LSU kind of came out, you know, hey, we hadn't played together, right. a lot of new pieces, but uh, Colorado will not want to see LSU again uh, right. later on in the season. Well, I, and I actually, I, I I'm not a betting man per se a whole lot, but I did put quite a bit of what I think quite a bit for LSU to win the national championship this year. Back in right after they won. Last time, yeah, and when they signed the girl or the girl from Louisville transferred, I can't think of her name. The blonde Haley, Haley, transferred. I thought, you know what? There's no way they don't win it. So I, I made a bet on. So they probably won't win it now that I've made that bet. I don't know. I think uh, I think they're going to come together and have another solid season. So okay. it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch that. And uh, normally we have. Our next segment, which was our real news segment, but uh, because we have our real cool story segment, we're going to skip over yeah. the real news. But before that, uh, we do have a little more real talk to talk about. Yeah, I was you know, thinking about Thanksgiving coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I thought, you and I, maybe we should give some people some advice here, you know, because we're, we're, we're like good advice people. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought about what um, questions should you – topics or questions should you not talk about at thanksgiving so i'm just kind of throwing that out there and kind of hitting you kind of blind but you know can you think of anything that we probably shouldn't talk about it at thanksgiving you probably shouldn't talk about politics politics is probably number one if i had to guess most people because even in your family even in your immediate family a lot of people disagree politically you know from your wife well your kids you know they can very easily i break that rule every year though do you i I find it hard to believe that you (laughs) you break the rule about talking about politics you probably don't make it five minutes probably not so but you probably that that would be probably the best thing yeah i think another one is probably religion yeah which i think both of those are probably things that most people say you shouldn't talk about to people in general especially people you don't know real well and things like that you know most people feel uncomfortable talking about those two things. I'm not really sure why I don't mind talking about either one of them because, you know, I feel like my plot, my politics, politics are right. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a problem talking about it, but no, seriously, I, those, two, those two things for sure. People feel like they shouldn't talk about, but anything else that just kind of jumps out. I, I guess maybe you don't need to talk about grandma and her. Probably don't need to talk about, some cook some of the cooking. You definitely don't talk about the cooking. You you act like you like the cooking no matter what, or just don't eat it at all. Yeah, you know. So I, I know it's hard to believe by looking at me, but I am not a big Thanksgiving guy. You know, I usually eat very little on Thanksgiving Day because I'm not a big 
fan of all the other stuff other than the turkeys and roll. So, you know, I, I, you get, you know, after my grandmother passed away, my grandmother made the dressing and the turkey and, you know, and then other people started trying to fill in and take some of those rolls. And they even, I think they burned some of the rolls to be quite honest with you, but, uh, Sometimes you just have to keep that to yourself. Yeah, and you say can. you know this is just as good as grandma's. Yeah, you just don't put it on a podcast later on and tell right. other people about how somebody burned rolls. Right, you just don't do that. Yeah, you I just mean, don't. I, I agree with you. When my grandmother, she used to cook macaroni and cheese. To me, it was the best macaroni and cheese ever. The way she used to cook it. it's probably not anything different from anything else, but it was awesome to me. You know, she would cook it and then put a layer of cheddar on top of uh-huh. it and bake it or something. It was just to me, it was the best macaroni and cheese in the world. So, but what else? I don't Anything know. Else? I'm trying to think about, you know, I'm sure there's, you don't talk about the, if you got a, a, a relative who's in jail or an uncle in jail, you don't, or one that's got problems, you probably don't bring up the problems of the family. You know, if you got, yeah. you know, if you know that somebody in the family's having a rough time, you don't bring up, I guess money, maybe money's one you shouldn't bring up because everybody's money. You mean you're not different. supposed to hit everybody up to borrow some money at Thanksgiving? Well, dinner? yeah, you are supposed to do oh, that. Okay. But you just don't talk about how much money everybody else has. So, you know, you could still ask them for the money, you know, especially if they're like, hey, you want to sponsor the show? And yeah. So we throw that in there like that. And we just call it a sponsorship, really. Right. So we don't really call it anything else. But Sponsor the show, $3,000 yeah. an episode. There you go. We'll take the that, first payment That's now. what I'm talking about. See? there you're getting this, oh. You're getting this going good. So... $3,000 for the first episode. Who wants to be the first one? So we're looking for family members who want to throw $3,000 at us. But um, money, so I, mean, I don't know of anything else, to be honest with you, that I Yeah, can, I, don't, I don't either. Uh, maybe some people can leave comments on things I mean, that we, you We shouldn't. talk a lot of football because there's usually football on, on, on the TV. The cowgirls are playing and the lions are playing. And the who? Cowgirls and the lions. Lying. Lions, disrespectful. Man. I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have called them the lions. We won forty. We we won forty nine seventeen today. Forty nine seventeen today. I know. I turned it a game game on. It was twenty eight nothing at halftime. I thought, oh wow. So, but, and, and, and then I guess start they scoring had, until we put all their backups in. Yeah, and I guess there's a a, a game that night too because now they've started playing a third game yep. on their on NFL Network. I don't know who that. Eventually, game is. when they get to like eight games on Thanksgiving, the Saints might get to play. Maybe, maybe it don't matter. They won't win. So, but you know, like I said, I feel like I'm just supporting nothing but losers this year. So, um, anything else that you can think of that you do or don't talk about? Or you supported a lot of political candidates that, that I did, won. I did do very well on. In my political races this year, yeah. I, I think I only you missed one. Pretty impressive there. I missed one. And we've got, I guess, early voting ended Saturday. Yes. And so we have election day next week. Next week, uh, there's still s- several items on the ballot. So if you didn't get to early vote, please make sure that you go and vote on November the 14th. Yes. Uh, I think that's uh, no, some important. 18th. 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 Yeah, in November eighteenth. Yeah. October fourteenth was the was the other one, and eighteenth yes. for November. So yeah, October not November eighteenth. And like I told you once last time, early voting is the greatest thing ever. I, I I'm telling you, I went and early voted this again this time. Five yeah, minutes. we were in and in and out. There was no line. We no. went uh, before we went out of town because again, you never know. You might have got stuck in traveling right. and and not been able to. 
I mean, I don't know that I'd like to have been stuck in Vegas for two weeks, but uh, there's worse places to be, I guess. But yeah, um, so yeah, could, we, if you could afford to be stuck in Vegas, Vegas for two weeks, that'd be the problem with me because you know I think those days of the three dollar buffets are long gone in in Vegas. You're you're for two people to eat. It, you're you're a fifty dollar bill, sixty dollar bill, no matter where you go. Where you go, even if you go to pizza by the slice. I think wow. we got two slices of pizza and two drinks in Vegas, and it was like forty bucks. Yeah, that was kind of like today for lunch. My wife and I. I won't say the restaurant because I'm not going to make them look bad. But we went to eat somewhere after church today. And they came and said, would you like the special? And she's like, sure, I'll take the special. And we got the special. And I got the bill, and the bill was $65. And all I got was a burger. I was like, what did you get? And hers was like $38 for the special. Mm. So it's definitely uh, definitely not cheap to eat in Vegas or mm. It's getting to where it's not cheap to eat anywhere, to be honest with you. It seems like everywhere you go, there's money Coming out of your pocket. Everywhere. I think everybody needs to remember that when they go to the polls to vote. Yes, very much so. But uh, speaking of politics, I know a lot of people sometimes watch this show and they're ready for us to talk about local Bozier City politics, state politics, national level politics. Uh, Today's show, we won't be doing that because we will be having a really cool story segment. But uh, we'll be back next week, talk a little bit about what's going on in Bozier City, a little bit about what's going on nationally. Because uh, there is a lot going on yes, on the national so. level right now that we need to be paying attention to, and 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 so we will be back to talking about that uh, in next week's episode, I believe. Real quick before before we get off this subject, I, I forgot. So we, you know, the two weeks that we've been gone, I, there's so much really has happened that can't. Always, I should probably should write this stuff down, which would, a smart person would do. You used to have a notepad. I used to have a notepad, and then I've gotten kind of cocky and thought I don't need one. You know what? I can remember. But the older I get, the more I can't remember. But at the South Bossier luncheon the other day, we had a very cool guest yes. to that. And when I, when we left, I told you, I said, Shane, that is the type of person I'd love to have on the show because the story she told was amazing. And, and Shane, can you tell a little bit about who she yes, is? Yes, uh, so we invited the... Um, and I'm going to mess up her name here all of a sudden. It was Amy K. Um, I do not remember. Well, she was the historian for the Barksdale Air Force Barksdale Base. Barksdale Air Force Base. And she hand runs the museum, the Barksdale Air Force Base Global Museum. And we asked her to come speak to us. And it was phenomenal, the stories and some of the history yeah. that she told us in about 30 minutes. So I'm excited. I've never been all my years of living here. I've never been to the Barksdale Museum. I, I, but after listening to her tell us some of the stories she told us in that thirty minutes, uh, I'm I'm ready to go. They're closed down until January. Yeah, that's but I think we might that. be the first guest yeah. to go in January, and then maybe see if we can get her on the show to talk a little bit about. She, you know, she just told us a lot of really cool things about Barksdale yeah, Air Force there was Base. So many cool history things yes. about Barksdale Air Force Base that I didn't even know. How, how, first of all, like how many th- there's, I think three or four of the the wings out there are a hundred years old, you know, mm-hmm. that, and they've been around since there was like one was the very first, I think world war one or world war two was first bomb. And yep. It was just so many neat stories out there. And we have that in our backyard, literally in our backyard of all of our houses in South Bossier. And 
you know, we don't even know the history of it. And it was really cool. Yeah, like she told us why it was named Barksdale Air Force right. Base and why and what he did, you know, to uh, uh, to have the base named after him. So there's some really cool things. So I highly recommend uh, January 2024 when the Barksdale Air Force Base Museum opens back up that that y'all uh, yeah. go out there and uh, check that out. Cause I, know I think Keith it's and I free, will. right? think so yes yes i mean like i said it, it's a great place to go and i just never think about that mm-hmm. you know so and and i first of all i didn't even know that barksdale had a historian to be honest with you i was really yeah i didn't either him. and shout out to chesco harville who's uh a realtor for 318 real estate my company and she's my partner in 318 property management it was her idea to she knew this lady and said, y'all should really have her come yeah, speak. Yeah, that was a great... And she knocked it out the box just telling us some really cool facts about Barksdale Air Force Base and things that you just left there going, wow. Yeah, that, I, I agree really 100%. Cool. That was a very cool um, guest. Yeah, I know at the South Bossier Luncheon, it's kind of like this show. A lot of people like to have politics talked at those things, but sometimes it is really cool just to have cool stories. Absolutely. You know? And and I just thought that was a, she was a phenomenal speaker, a phenomenal guest to have on. I really enjoyed it. I could have listened to her for probably another 30, 40 minutes to be honest with you. But, but other than that, I don't really have anything else. Yeah. I think that's it for real talk again, after two weeks, we probably have a whole lot of stuff we could talk about, but we try to keep this show to an hour and we are absolutely excited about our special guest. That's going to be joining us to talk to us about championing, something here in uh right here in uh Bossier Parish. Yes. And uh it's really cool and so I think we'll we'll cut through the real news segment and we'll go straight to the real cool story segment right. of the show and then come back with some dad jokes. A couple of dad jokes, yes. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Thank you all for joining us for the real talk segment of the show. Welcome to the Really Cool Story segment of Two Guys, One Sidewalk podcast. We are very excited that we have a special guest with us today. We have Natalie Davis, who goes to Halton High School. She also wrestles for USA Wrestling, where Adam Meslow is is her coach. And today, they're going to talk to us a little bit about local wrestling, about uh, uh, wrestling, women-sanctioned wrestling, and just a little bit about whatever you'd like to talk to us about, whatever you'd like the people that watch our podcast to know about you and about wrestling and in our state and some of the awesome things that you've done, because I've been watching you probably since you were a freshman, uh, came to some of your wrestling events when you were, uh, a freshman and, uh, been keeping up with you on social media. So Natalie, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and introduce your coach, say good or bad things about your coach. If you'd like, I'm okay with either. All, all good things. So uh, my name's Natalie Davis. I am a junior wrestler at Houghton High School. I've been wrestling three years, and I've been on the varsity lineup uh, since my freshman year for the 120 weight class. Uh, my freshman and sophomore year, I dropped down to the 113, uh, wrestled varsity there. Um, I have, like... 25 awards i think is what the website says <laughs> that you were looking at earlier yeah earlier I, was, I asked if she had 25 wins and that was 25 awards and over 60 wins yeah she about wins. she about wanted to slap you silly and you said 25 <laughs> wins she was kind of insulted by that she's like no i have like three times that many <laughs> 25 so. wins wouldn't even cover last season for high school wrestling let's just put it that way that's awesome <laughs> very awesome 
uh, also need to introduce this gentleman right here. Uh, this is Adam Meslow. He is my USA coach. Uh, he was my first wrestling coach over at Warriors Wrestling. Uh, yeah, you can talk about yourself now. <laughs> so I'm going into my 28th year into the sports, my 23rd year coaching. Uh, Natalie and another uh, young athlete were just coming to the Warriors Wrestling Program. Uh, and I learned that they were both jiu-jitsu people. And that's a very tough transition from jiu-jitsu to folk style, freestyle, or Greco-Roman wrestling. So I took them both under my wing. The other one currently wrestles for me at Parkway High School. Um, but I worked with Natalie and you know, helped, helped kind of mold her. You know, and and I, I tell athletes that really all I'm doing is just giving you suggestions. It's, it's, your, it's your choice to... Execute to those. Yes. No doubt. Uh, but I coached Natalie her freshman year to a, a, a USA state title. And then... Uh, being in Bossier City while she was in Independence, Missouri, I coached her to a uh, Adidas National Championship. That's pretty impressive. Knuckles on that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, Should I, be giving knuckles to him. He is the one that coached. Well, I have a question for you real quick. It, it, right now, are you competing against the boys? Or are you competing against the girls when you win the national in state? So or? for high school season, that's, that's actually a very loaded question. Uh, so for high school season – um, I primarily wrestle guys, at least I did my freshman year. Now, last year and this year, uh, I also do compete against uh, girls because there are more girls' divisions for tournaments. Uh, previously, there weren't options for that. Well, I'm going to interrupt you for that. So your, how, your freshman year when you started wrestling high school, how many other girls were there at that time? I believe that there was 56 that hydrated at the beginning of the year. I'm not sure of the number that finished out the season. And how many are there now going into your senior year? So Junior year. Junior year, junior. excuse me. Uh, so last year there was 121 that hydrated. Wow. And then this year we have, I believe the number is at 158 as of right now. We still have a couple more from my school at least that still need to hydrate. So I'm sure that there's some more. So it's downside. almost tripled from your freshman yes, year until your junior year. So so much. And I feel like I know I followed your Facebook and social media pages where you were talking about that, and you've you've gone to different places and kind of championed girls wrestling for mm -hmm. our state. And so I don't know. I think that's pretty cool that when she first started this, there was 56, and now there's over you know, 150, almost 160 right. people. Um, what would you attribute that to? Just people seeing you and other girls doing it and then wanting to get interested in it? I think so. Um, I've, I've asked that question to a bunch of girls that I've seen at these tournaments, and a lot of them it was they did not know that they didn't have to wrestle guys, which, I mean, my freshman year, I went against one girl the entire year. Whereas compared to my sophomore year, where I went against, I believe it was like 15 girls, there is a big difference between that. So, But I saw you whipping the boys. <laughs> so it doesn't matter to you, I don't think, yeah, whether it's boys me, or girls. To me, I do wrestle guys and girls, but I know that a lot of girls, they're Weren't very... Weren't comfortable doing that. Yeah, because 
I did do um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for 10 years. So I've always had to go against guys for that. So I was a little more comfortable with it. Whereas a lot of girls that I've talked to, they didn't want to have to wrestle guys, especially competing against guys. Right. Like practices, they're like, you know, it's not as, you're not fighting for something as much. Whereas in competition setting, the injury risk and like everything like that, it they feel it is a little bit higher. Sure. And so now that there are options for the girls with these girls divisions, there's these girls only tournaments that they're able to compete in. Um, they're more, they're coming to wrestling now because they know that they don't have to wrestle guys if they want right. to. They, they still have that can. opportunity to wrestle yeah. other girls and that yeah. makes them feel more comfortable yeah, for with sure. giving it a shot. I, I can understand that. that would, well, will there eventually be a girls team and a boys team in high school or is that something they're going towards or um, possibly further down the line? What a lot of schools are suggesting right now is the teams practice together. They use the same like, uh, wrestling rooms, the same practices and everything, and same coaches, and then they just merge off for the different tournaments. So the girls will go to the girls' tournaments and the guys will go to the guys' tournaments. That's kind of what they're trying to aim for right now until we build the sport to the point where we can have separate coaches, separate wrestling facilities, and that sort of things. Now, currently right now in the United States, how many states have sanctioned girls wrestling? 48. 48. 48. And then two of them have emerging sports status. There's only four states that don't have either one of them at all. And Louisiana is one of them that doesn't have an an emerging sports status or sanctioned. And ultimately, Coach, that's up to the LHSAA. Is that something that, that they make those decisions? That is correct. So what does it mean, emerging emergent state? What does that mean? So emerging sports status, that is basically um, they don't have a championship, so like a state tournament, but they are saying, okay, we are going to put you on this probationary period to let you grow the sport and get more individuals, and then once you hit a certain number of schools that are interested in it or girls' like numbers in it, then we will sanction it, and then you'll have your own funded state tournament. So, and I guess that is kind of like, I don't know, like lacrosse in the past and maybe volleyball is you have to be like a club sport in the beginning till you get enough interest in people throughout the state, and then they move you to that level, and then from there to where it's actually a sanctioned sport that has a state tournament and that sort of thing. It's kind of like... Louisiana Tech and LSU right now have a club program. So they participate in the NWCA, which will be held at the Brookshire's Grocery Arena a month after the state high school wrestling tournament. And it'd be great to come watch all that as well. Yeah. So what is the NWCA? That's the... you probably know it a lot better than I do. It's the National Wrestling Collegiate Association. So that's more like a club, not the, yes. the varsity. Correct. correct. It's yes. the varsity. It's yeah. the club's um, wrestlers. Correct. Okay, that's cool. Because, you know, LSU years ago had a wrestling program. And I think in the early 90s, they got rid of it because of Title IX. Had to have so many boys sports as well as girls sports. Mm-hmm. So they, they shut wrestling. Program, now yeah. it's... Coming back to where, because I think for years, Iowa and those states, they still had, I guess your Midwestern states probably still had uh, 
you know, NCAA wrestling, but uh, schools like LSU and other places. But it sounds like that's coming back. So right. that's that's exciting back. news. One of Natalie's freestyle coaches is the uh, head coach for LSU's wrestling club. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, Raven uh, Gildry. Very cool. She's the one that um, she coaches the uh, girls' national, Louisiana national team as well. She took us to uh, Fargo this past year, uh, which is the biggest tournament in the world for high schoolers to go to. And uh, we had the most girls Louisiana has ever presented at that tournament. We had four, which doesn't seem like a lot. But, but it's still it's still, still growth. It's, it's showing still growth the compared growth to the year the before we had one. So it's still a big jump in comparison to what we've had before. Yeah. Now will there be as the same amount of weight classes for the females as there are for the, the males or is it that they so is that different? They haven't gotten to that step yet on whether um they want to separate like the different weight classes. So they have a 10, uh, 10 weight class like lineup. lineup that they could use, which is a, what a lot of the other states other use. states have been using because the girls' numbers aren't as big as the guys, so they have 10 weight classes instead. But currently we have the 14 weight class in Louisiana, which is what we use for the girls' tournaments that we have right now. And as we see fit, we combine some weight classes depending on who enters the tournament. You know, it's funny, Shane, when Natalie won her state championship and national championship her freshman year, I told her to get ready because she was going to be the face of girls wrestling in Louisiana. She's a shy girl when I first met her. And now here, and she, now is. here she is. Got to go to the state capitol. Yeah, that was yeah tell us a little bit about that. I saw that on social media. So y'all went to the state capitol to, I guess, have conversations about getting yes. so, sanctioned sport, girls wrestling in Louisiana? So, uh, Wrestle Like a Girl, they hosted a, um, it was for the anniversary of the Title IX. Um, we went to Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., and we, um, we went and talked with our um, legislative people and... Um, we're trying to basically get them on our side to show them that this is a sport that we're wanting to bring and like show them our numbers. And they had um, girls from every one of the unsanctioned states at the time. I think at the time, because it was last year that I did this, it was 36 states were sanctioned. So I can't think of the math off the top of my head. But, so 12 uh, have been sanctioned since then. Yes, a lot of states in have been one year. That, in that's one year. That is pretty, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So when you all went to the Capitol, there was 36 states that were sanctioned. And in a year's time, now there's only four that are four unsanctioned. That are, and that's Louisiana. Delaware, Mississippi, and I cannot think Remember of the fourth one? That's okay. I, that's, uh, I think it's time for... Those four states to kind of get with the program, huh? That's what I've been trying to tell them for a while now. It's, you know, it's hard to believe that Louisiana's behind on anything. That's Is that sarcasm? Kind of that, like that, the shirt that, is, that the coach the is wearing? A sarcasm shirt. That's a little sarcasm. Well, and I think we were, and we were visiting earlier talking about Louisiana is usually at the bottom of a lot of things. and But this to me is, seems to be something that if we have 150 plus 
girls that are wanting to do it, they, it's time to make it happen. Uh, I know it's a little bit, it's easy for me to say that because I'm sure there's lots of hoops and bells and things that have to be done to make that happen. But um, that is very cool. And like I said, I, I um, have been watching your travels to the Capitol and different things that you've posted on Facebook for several years. And it's just very impressive that you, not only did I watch you beat some boys in wrestling and, 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 you know, but that you're also looking out for the other, the future of the sport for the other girls that will be coming behind you. And I think that's almost more important in leaving a legacy than the number of matches you win or lose against boys or girls. You're, you're building a legacy that, that when people start talking about, uh, you know, 10 years from now when, uh, he's retired from coaching and you're going to retire. (laughs) <laughs> and uh you know we're all sitting back watching watching tv and you know keith and i do on sobo live we do football games and i think we're fixing to announce some basketball games but how cool would it be if they asked us to do some uh the announcing of the women's tournaments that'd be pretty neat that'd be pretty i'd need cool. you to help me out on tell me what moves they're doing yeah. i'm sure i'd have to have a little bit Don't of worry, practice I can, I can get you. you you can get me coached yep. up well it's very very exciting but let, let's so We've talked a little bit about that, but let's just talk about why you love wrestling. Like what? Obviously, you did jujitsu, and you were on the dance line at Houghton High School. So I've even seen uh, some of the videos your mom posts of that. And um, you know what? What? What do you love about wrestling? Talk to us a little bit about your passion for wrestling. So originally, I was actually very against joining wrestling because I did do jujitsu for it's as of now 10 years um but coming up through my eighth grade year I realized that there are a lot of opportunities starting at the college level for female wrestlers and I had seen a lot of girls go from jujitsu to wrestling in other states and so um I figured why not at least give it a shot and see if I'd be any good at it. And I went to one of the practices with one of my friends and he was sitting there in the corner kind of moping because he didn't have anybody to help. And then he saw Les walked in. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take these two under my wing and he hasn't let us out since. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I just, I kind of fell in love with the sport immediately. Um, my first wrestling match, varsity wrestling match, I mean, I won, even though I had like very little experience at the time. And um, it's just, I fell in love with it and it's become my life. It's a passion of mine and I wanna grow it for this, for not only the sport, for but for the girls in our state. And I want them to have the opportunities that I was not given whenever I first started. And I just, I want to make sure that, like, the girls that are coming up, like, I have a little friend from Lafayette who's six. This this girl is a firecracker, okay? I need to make sure that she has a state tournament that she can go and win because I know that she will whenever she gets that age. That is awesome. How many little followers would you say that you have right now? Oh, man. Um, I got at least, like, four in Lafayette. There's a couple at North DeSoto that like me. A, a good handful of like little little They're little girls, up to you. little girls that 
have that like cool. I have I've gotten some like letters and stuff in the mail from these little girls. I don't even know how they got my address. It was a little creepy actually. <laughs> how they found my address. The internet nowadays That's you right. can find anything. Honestly. And they're just like they st- they saw me at a their brother's wrestling match and they wanted to try wrestling too and they didn't know girls could wrestle and they're like just little girls like six seven eight years old and it makes me really happy that I'm able to like inspire these younger girls because I mean I didn't really have somebody like that and I'm glad that I'm able to be that that figure for other girls you know while go Adam you said there's a difference between jujitsu and wrestling you had to kind of change some things what do you have to change whenever they come to you from jujitsu so in jujitsu they had no problem going to their back you kind of want to be in your back with somebody in your guard right well in wrestling it's bad right you're back so to to try to help and and convince and and break (laughs) the habit of okay somebody's on me i want to go to my back let's work away from that and see how we can put them to their back and then another thing is they like to say, so a lot of wrestlers after they graduate high school, if they don't go to the college level, or even if they do go to the college level, after all of that ends and their bodies are like old, like like Adam here, uh, <laughs> I love you, I swear. <laughs> He's going to make me run later. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, they can't keep... Wrestling is a very high-paced sport. You have to be really fast. There's a lot of movement. It's such a short period of time. Whereas jiu-jitsu, it's a little slower. You um, you focus a lot more on the technique. You don't have to be as strong. And so a lot of these older gentlemen end up transitioning to jiu-jitsu later on in life. And so even then, it's a little bit of harder for them because it is a little slower-paced, and uh, they're having to get used to that and their old bodies can't keep up how their high school bodies used to. <laughs> I, I know the feeling of that. I'm still recovering from a alumni basketball game I played in four weeks ago, and I still can't walk. You know, I think it's funny she said the old guys transitioned to jujitsu because I've actually been thinking about, hey, wonder if I could do that to kind of stay in shape or keep something, do something different. And now that I know that it's an old guy's sport, maybe I can do that. Maybe you can. Hey, it definitely used to be an old guy sport, but now there's so many kids that are coming up from the youth programs that they started. You might get you 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 might get your butt handed to you well, I don't by wanna, a little I don't sixteen want, year old girl. <laughs> I don't want to cry in front of anybody, so I want to make sure it's one of those things where it doesn't. I don't get hurt and start crying because that's kind of embarrassing. When you, I think we should stick to announcing and trying to get announcing oh, gigs. Okay, we can still be involved, but we just, just can announce jiu-jitsu or wrestling we need to expand our horizon i, from, I can barely say jiu-jitsu so i don't know if from, i can actually uh, do it or not so from football and you, basketball we'll expand that a little bit if it makes you feel any better i couldn't say it till i was like 10 and i started when i was six so <laughs> i i couldn't say it i was missing my two front teeth so it didn't <laughs> it, it just didn't it didn't come out right you know so natalie you mentioned college and wrestling oh, man yep you have a list of colleges. I have a list. It's a very long list. Have currently. any reached out to you? I have had, there's two that have particularly caught my eye, but there is a handful of them that have reached out to me. Um, I'm not going to name the names because I don't think I can. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's okay. So uh, I'm just going to tell you as a coach, somebody who's been doing this a long time, 
my oldest son wrestled. He plays college football right now. And I've told him that it doesn't matter where you go, it's the fact that you go. Yeah, only 7% of high school athletes end up going to the college level. But there's so many opportunities for girls now, like at the college level than there previously were. There's, somebody gave me this analogy that it was, there's so many programs that there's not even enough girls to fill all the varsity spots. Wow. Like there's that many programs popping up that they're having trouble finding girls just to fill them. So they're taking girls from some of these states that have only wrestled one year, like their senior year, but they gave the interest that they like wrestling and they're going to college for it because there's just that many opportunities. And so majority of them are getting full ride scholarships to these programs. And it's really interesting how used they're not used they're used to not be like that many programs but there are now and there's still there's more popping up every day what is the closest school to our area that offers college wrestling like for guys or for girls either one um i believe club or like for like, well, I'm assuming the club you don't get a scholarship for club. Yeah, you don't get right? scholarships. So which for so clubs. ones that are scholarship schools? Um, I think Little Rock is U- probably the, one of the Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, the they'll CBC probably be in Conway. Um, he knows the guys' ones. I just know the girls' ones. The ones I'm looking at are eleven hours ones. away. So the closest girls is like eleven hours away. Is what well, you're... there is some in Texas, but the ones that I'm looking at are okay. like eleven, twelve hours away. There is some in Texas that are like six hours, but there's none that are within like two or three hours of uh, Louisiana. No. What? Uh, in, in a minute, I'm gonna put y'all both on the spot and talk a little high school. Uh, wrestling that I think kicks off this week but before that what the people that are watching this and Keith and myself what can we do to help you and your mission to get sanctioned uh, girls wrestling in the state of Louisiana what are some things we can do to help um I would say just showing up to our matches at just our high school showing that there are people that are interested in watching the sport of wrestling itself would help grow on the girls' side as well. Very good, very good. Keith, yeah. you have a question? Well, I have a question that's kind of on the other side of it. And how how many, how many often are, do you run across people who still don't want females wrestling? Is that something you run across these days, or is that people it, not do that anymore? Or It's not as common as it used to be. Um, I know my freshman year there was a couple of in- incidents that I've had um, – with coaches or athletes, but more recently, no. Um, all of the schools in our area are very welcoming, and a lot of them have girls on their programs. I know like three or four have at least one girl on their varsity lineup around in the general area of Bossier Parish. And, um, You know, being a dad of three daughters, I always look for sports that my daughters could have played. So I'm glad to see, you know, that's that's something that's growing for the next generation. There's more female sports out there for because back when mine were little, it was more basketball, softball, and that was soccer, and that was pretty much 
yeah. Well, and that's where you see the growth. I mean, volleyball wasn't a thing mm-hmm. when us old guys were in school, right? No. Volleyball <laughs> was not a, an option. It's something we played on the weekends right. at the Ramada Inn. They had a little sand volleyball court. Uh, that's about the only volleyball you saw around here. So, obviously, I think you see that growing, and now that's a big college sport as well. Right. Um, and and excited to see wrestling continue to grow as well. And uh, excited that you have played such a big part of, of doing that, and I've had the privilege of, of watching that. I haven't had the privilege of coaching you like, like Adam has, because if I coached you, we would have lost every match probably because <laughs> I have – I probably would have like put the claw, carry von Eric claw on somebody, and that's probably illegal. Tried to do Ric Flair out there. Yeah, but um, throw a chair at somebody. Well, b- before I, I let y'all go, I, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't talk a little Parkway, Halton, Bozier Airline, you know, Bozier Parish Wrestling, and, and even in Caddo Parish that's getting ready to get started. So maybe, Coach, this is maybe a question for you first. When's the high school wrestling season getting kicked off? So it it officially kicked off with meets November first. Okay. Parkways will start tomorrow. We'll travel to Evangel uh, Christian Academy and wrestle their wrestling team at six, and then we'll turn around Tuesday, travel to Caddo Magnet, wrestle their team, and then on Thursday we'll travel to Bozier and wrestle. So some traveling at the beginning. When's y'all's first match at Parkway? It will be after our tournament, the riot on the red. Right. Okay. Um, and that's where I saw I saw you wrestle first <laughs> at the riot on the red. Your fresh, I guess your freshman year. I think that's where yeah, I. That's where I got my first medal at. I yeah. got third place at that tournament. And uh, I was pretty proud yeah, of myself. Arkansas coming back to it with their girls too. Oh really? And I'm will will Houghton be at that tournament at the riot? Uh, I believe we will have. Um, some of our guys there, uh, we have a um, girls tournament down south that we're going to, and I think some of our guys are going to a rain invitational, but I do know that I think we have our JV lineup heading to that one. And I That's think awesome. are coming to Lone Survivor. Yes, our varsity is coming December. to, yeah. And that one's at Parkway also. It is. And Coach Begg started that one. Tell us a little bit about the Lone Survivor and how that so, happened. Uh, Coach Beggs did start that. I think we're on the eighth year of it coming up right now. Uh, it's a huge tournament, huge, huge two-day tournament for North Louisiana. Um, outside of us, Evangel holds a big tournament, a big two-day duels tournament where it's team against team uh, in a dual setting. Um, but we have Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas teams that come as long as well as uh, talking to Coach Mahoney from East Ascension High School. He's sending a, a crew up here and some uh, private schools like Turlings Catholic coming up here. The, speaking of, I, I know there's a school, so I've been to a couple of the state championship matches uh, when they had them at the Century Links or Century Tail slash now Brooks's Grocery Arena. Uh, What's the school from down south that's just always finishing first or second in the top? And and I guess in the top Turlings division, Catholic's is it, one of them. Turlings Catholic has brother. Is there brother, a, brother Martin? Okay, maybe that's who one of the schools that uh, one of the years that I went to the tournament. They were they were pretty. Those guys were pretty tough to beat. Now, Coach, uh, Coach John O'Reillyon for Jesuit uh, coached a Division One state championship last year for Jesuit, and they'll be the returning 
state champs for Division One. Okay. Uh, Turnlings Catholic will be the re- uh, returning state champs for Division Two. So what is Parkway in this year? They we're in Division Two. Division Two. Okay. And we'll be making a run for at least second. Awesome. Is my goal. So, awesome. and if, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Shreveport Bozier having in the the tournament again this year? The state tournament that this year. That is correct. Good. So, is it one year thing, or is it more than multiple years up here? So, so they they wanted a three year contract, and it used to be at the Raising Cane Center down in uh, Baton Rouge, and they couldn't commit to the third year. So this is the second, second. series of state championships that Bozier's hosted. Uh, back in 2019 when Parkway won a state championship it was here and then 2017 they won a state championship and it was here I believe too many blows to the head right right (laughs) well and I I remember the 2019 one and that that was uh, and look for a guy that doesn't know a whole lot about wrestling I have a buddy of mine that was a very good wrestler back in the 90s and and jj and i usually go to the state championship uh uh, he retired after being in the army for 24 years and moved back and so we try to make sure we go to at least the ride on the red or something to uh to watch the the parkway guys in the tournament and i'll be pulling for halton I, i don't pull for halton too often but when you're wrestling i'm pulling for halton because uh like i said I've, I've been watching you i'm proud of what you've done for girls wrestling and for yourself and and you know i'm gonna let you close us down with whatever else you want to tell us about girls wrestling and uh any you know if you want to talk some trash you, you absolutely you're gonna have to end us with a yeah that's show. that is that is our tradition so okay i actually have two if y'all would not mind two yes two. okay so this first one's gonna be a blow to my dad so what is the hardest thing in wrestling? The mat. Uh, <laughs> landing on the mat. I, yeah. My, I've always my, wondered how bad does that hurt to get slammed on that mat? Uh, I don't remember it happening, so, you know, <laughs> that answer. could tell Good you answer. something. <laughs> Not a lot of forgiveness in them, though? No. No. Mm-mm. I think the thickness of the phone's a little bit thinner than this table. Wow. About, like, this and you're hitting on like floor. Yeah, I can't imagine that feels good at all. No. And I do remember seeing some video of some punk that cheated when you when you wrestled him. I don't remember if that was freshman year or sophomore year. It was freshman year. Uh, uh, I, 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 I do hey, remember he, he's that. He's cool now, though. We've, no, I haven't forgiven him yet. I forgave him. Well, as long as you forgive him, yeah, that's, exactly. that's cool. That's he all came, that matters. He came back and he apologized okay. a little bit later. Well, I feel so, a little bit better about yeah. it. Okay. A little bit. Little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Second dad joke. Okay. Second dad joke. Now I have to remember it because I was talking and then I forgot what I was saying. Uh, oh, uh, why did a wrestler have to get an ATM card? Because he was desperate for a pin. That's good. <laughs> desperate for a pin. Didn't want to win by points. Wanted nope. to get the pin. Yeah. Might have been a JV wrestler. Might have not got much mat time. That's right. Yeah. You get more points for a pin too, right? You do. Yes. I got a lot of those. <laughs> Knuckles on a lot of those pins. Yeah. Out of those 86 wins, um, 87 of them were pins. So, I mean, <laughs> that can tell you something. That's pretty impressive. Thank Very you. Very impressive. Thank you. Well, look, I appreciate both of y'all coming in and speaking with us. I think this 
fits our real cool story segment because I think yeah. it's really cool that you have made a movement for the state of Louisiana for girls wrestling. And I'm just saying the guy on the far right went to high school with the guy who's third in line of running our country right now. So if you do need some help at the at the national level, I'll give you Keith's number and you can call him and see if he wow. can't uh, make a phone call to Speaker Mike Johnson. I would like to say I've already talked to him myself. I already talked to him? About this You didn't even need Keith. That's right. He, didn't need me at all. I went and saw him. I went and saw him at his office. I just kind of sh- showed up. I don't think he knew I was coming because he wasn't there at first. I had to wait like 30 minutes, but he showed up and then we talked outside of his office and then come to find out his son, I actually trained with at, at my jiu-jitsu place. Nice. That's that pretty, is very Pretty cool. much a coincidence right there. Well, the next time, if you were to train with him in the future <laughs> and you were whooping him too bad, the Secret Service would probably come <laughs> stop you because... In the last few weeks, their life has changed drastically from just so. being able to go wherever you want, do whatever you want, to now uh, Secret Service everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of kind of wild and crazy, but it's impressive that you've already had a conversation with him. Uh, he's a friend of mine and Keith's, but Keith graduated with him. They went to Shreve. I don't really. I kind of hold that against Keith a little bit, but we can't all have graduated I'm a Parkway from Parkway. Guy. You know I'm a Parkway guy. He did. He had three daughters come through through Parkway, so we, we've allowed him to uh, be, become red and black and become Sobo. But and I'll always consider you Sobo too. By the way, I know you're hot now. But we I'll, are the dirty reds, though. We are the dirty reds. <laughs> We're the clean red because we chug red. we chug milk in a field. <laughs> We're clean. By the way, can I ask a question? Where did that tradition start? I'm actually not going to lie to you. I don't know the answer. Um, I just know a lot of random facts, like now, but used to. Um, so now they make you puke after you chug it, like directly after, because there was a girl that had to have her stomach pumped. Oh. And that started like five years ago. Used to, if you puked, you lost. Right. So it was whoever can get the most milk without puking. So now you have to now puke. Now you have to puke. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah we're, we're definitely kind of oddballs, but it's okay. Well, that, that doesn't sound very clean red to me. That's right. Yeah, better than the dirty red, though. Well, listen, everyone, we appreciate y'all joining us for the Real Cool Story segment of the show. And if you get an opportunity to make it out to some of these uh, wrestling matches and support girls wrestling, support Parkway High School wrestling, Houghton High School, I know we've got some really good – I think North DeSoto's kind of got a growing wrestling program, I think – uh, yeah, Coach Burton's done really well out there. So sure. a lot of lot of exciting things going on during the holidays. I know there's a, a lot of downtime. Go out, check out a wrestling match, and support uh, our local uh, high schools. Keith, wrap us up. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, since we're having the state championship here this year, maybe we can have y'all back on closer to the state championship. Y'all can give us some some knowledge of what's going on, who to expect to win, and some things that to look out for for people who want to go to the state championship. Absolutely. You spoke so. it into existence, so now we have to. That's right. I like it. That sounds so. awesome. Well, thank you all again for joining us on the sidewalk. <laughs> Welcome to the Real Funny Dad Joke segment of Two Guys, One Sidewalk, sponsored by Burkhardt Insurance Agency. If you need help with your auto insurance, home insurance, business insurance, just any insurance you need to give cb and chase burkhardt a call at burkhardt insurance agency 318-746-6716 keith 
Is it my favorite time? It's your favorite time, man. Awesome. But hey, real quick before we do that, I forgot to tell you all ago when we were talking real talk. I, I, there was one other thing I want to talk about, and I completely forgot about it. Um, did you see where NASA is sending a mission into space to say we're sorry to the aliens? I did not see that. Yeah, it's called Apollo G. That's pretty good. I like that. Good stuff right there. You like that? I, I have a question for you. Okay. See if you know the answer to this. All right. What do you call a lazy kangaroo? A lazy kangaroo. I don't know. A pouch potato. <laughs> I like that one, a pouch potato. Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder about their little pouch in the front, you know? Is it... You know, my wife held a kangaroo. I remember here that. In we Bozier talked city. about that on the show one night. She I think actually, it was illegally in the city, but yeah, I. Well, she have, even has it on her Facebook yes, page, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah, I remember that was early on. We were talking about that. That you you didn't get to hold the kangaroo. I didn't want to hold. I've seen kangaroos boxing people. Yeah, man. you don't want one beating you up and making you cry. In I'm front too of old to people. fight. Pew pew. I don't, I'm too old to fight too, but I still I think the older I get, the the tougher I think I am. Uh, and then it's going to backfire on me one day. You know, other day, I told my uh, wife, I said, you know, your underwear is too tight and revealing. You know what she said to me? What'd she say? Well, quit wearing it. <laughs> Some good advice she gave you there. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you know, in honor of Veterans Day that we just celebrated this weekend, and any veterans that that are brave enough or dumb enough, smart enough to watch our podcast. Right. I, I do want to say thank you very much for serving our country and for watching our show as well. But uh, Veterans Day weekend, I think you saw it everywhere, the football games and, and you know, that how appreciative, especially here in our area, that we yeah. are for the people that serve and protect our country. So, uh, But I do have a – a Veterans Day themed joke or two. Okay, let's hear it. Are you ready? Don't be, don't be cheating. I'm, okay, I'm not cheating. I'm not gonna pull a Shane on me. Don't cheat. This and guy's over here cheating. Know the answer, like Shane does. What do you call a military officer who goes to the bathroom a lot? <laughs> guy with a bad prostate. A lieutenant. <laughs> okay. You got any more? I got another one. All right, let's hear it. What do hungry Marines eat? MREs. Sub sandwiches. Sub sandwiches. It's true. Is it? Yeah, it's true. Do they eat the six inch or the foot long? I think the really long subs. The really long subs. Okay, gotcha. Well, speaking of, of submarines, do you know that there's more planes in the ocean, there are then there are submarines in the air. Absolutely, it's plain to see. <laughs> it's plain to see. That one was a good one as well. It's plain to see. Uh, All right, I do have. I actually had one more. I've okay. had this one saved from two weeks ago. All right. What kind of shoes do frogs wear when camping in the summer? Ooh. I don't know. Open toed shoes. <laughs> Open toed shoes. I like that. Yeah. 
I was not. I was. I was thinking something ribbit and say. I, 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 every time I try ribbit, to try to ribbit. rub it, but. rub it. Every time I try to think of the answer, I'm always way off. You know, even though I love this show, I'm not very good at against answering dad jokes. Yeah, unless we've used them before. Right. And it, yeah, when it. you use them before, I usually get them right. So yeah. I can do pretty good on that. So in the future, go ahead and throw a couple more out there. We've already had so i don't look so dumb and we need we we need some help with some dad jokes we yeah. need i know we've we've taken two weeks off people might have forgot about us but we'll, we'll be back on sobo live they're now uh broadcasting kind of i guess what's the word i'm looking for um it's being released on sobo live syndication syndication it's being released and we've syndicated, syndicated uh on sobo live so you can watch it there you can watch it on uh YouTube and any matter, other place. Matter of fact, we give Sobo Live the first shot at airing us. Exactly. You know, we let them show us first, and then we release it to our YouTube after that. So, you know, watch us on Sobo Live, or watch us on YouTube, or just listen to us on podcast, whatever you want to. Um, but yes, yeah, send us in the dad jokes. Now that we're not doing football anymore, we don't get the dad jokes sent to us, but good news is is you and i will be doing some basketball games this year we will so. looking forward to the opportunity to do that basketball is so fast moving i don't know that we'll have time for the dad jokes right. maybe at the end of the quarter in, in between at halftime or something but uh i'm looking forward to doing that i did go last night and watched uh parkway's girls uh in the jamboree they played really well uh they're supposed to start at 4 45 or 3:45, and we showed up at 3:48, and the first quarter was over. Wow! And I the Panthers said they were running late. The Panthers were smoke. Well, normally they, you know, we got yeah. there what I would consider on time, considering they were like the third game. But we right. missed a little bit of that game. Got to see the second quarter. Watched Plain Dealing and Bozier Girls was a, uh, a barn burner, 16 to 15, I think, at the end of that game. It was very they very played close. just one quarter. Two quarters. Two quarters. And then Parkway's boys played Bozier's boys. And I tell you, I, I really liked what I saw out of Parkway's boys. Uh, Bozier in the two quarters uh, got out on them, I think, by seven, six or seven uh, late. But Parkway played great with them. So I'm looking forward to see what Parkway's boys and girls basketball team are going to be yeah, doing I'm looking this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing doing the basketball but as well. And Shane's going to be on the different end this time. He's yeah, going to be I'll doing, be doing the, the play-by-play. The play-by-play, and it'll be my joke job to make fun of Shane during that time whenever he starts stumbling on his words, when he double dribbles his words. Pew, pew. So you got to come up with quick things like that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to throw out words like you did to me and make you try to include them in the in your in your talk. That's I'm, I'm ready. To. I'm ready. So, but yeah, we hopefully we'll we'll have fun doing that because we had a blast doing football and you know. Yeah, I tell you, I, I'm going to miss the football. I think we really had a good time with that, and from all from what people were telling us, they really enjoyed us yeah. doing the football games. And shout out to Sobo Live and and their sponsors, Bowman's Grading and Asphalt, and uh, Louisiana Mortgage Professionals, Danielle Marriott. They were able yeah. to make that happen all year long for home games and a couple away games. So. Uh, Looking forward to uh, basketball coming up and then another football season next year. So. Yeah, me too. And I really I only have one more dad joke, and I guess we could call All it. Right, I, let's go. You know, whether you're rich or poor, thin or fat, big or tall, short or tall, at the end of the day, it's still nighttime. At the end of the day, it, it's still nighttime. <laughs> 
That's the kind There's of, no debating that. No, that is the kind, especially now when it gets dark at 5.30. Man, it gets know, dark very early. Come out of the gym from working out they, at 5.30. I thought they were trying to pass a law where we I, weren't going to have I thought so, too. When is, that gonna, when is that going to go into effect? I thought that did pass. I think, do you know any guys that are going down there, freshman rookies uh, down at the state to, level? We might need to talk to those we guys. We might see if we can maybe meet a couple of those guys yeah. who are going to be talk going to down. Yeah. See, what's going uh, on see if we that. can change change that up because it gets dark too early. That's right. Like I said, I came out of the gym the other day and it was dark. Yeah. I was kind of scared. So, but yeah. Well, look. Thank you to Burkhardt Insurance Agency for sponsoring this segment of the show. If you again, if you are in the need of home insurance, car insurance, commercial business insurance, please give CB and Chase Burkhardt a call at Burkhardt Insurance Agency three one eight seven four six. 6716 and that will do it for today's show on the sidewalk we appreciate everybody joining us and we look forward to seeing y'all next week on the sidewalk that's right till next week see ya